Hello and welcome once again to We've Got No Idea What We're Going to Say with Ben Simmons and Nick Murphy. It's good to be here. It's good to be with you. Do you know, I'm quite happy to be with you. Thanks very much. I find that two people that spend a lot of time in each other's company can get sick of each other. I haven't spent enough time with you yet for that to happen. <laughs> that can't be true. In the first <laughs> ten minutes I met you, you were like, go away. <laughs> yeah, and that was just today. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, first of all, I think we should say this is the closest to midnight we've ever started recording one of these, isn't it? Yes, well, oh, it's... Uh... By my watch, it's now four minutes past midnight. Exactly. On, On the, uh, what's the date? So it's the 11th now, Now the 11th of May 2010. We've just enjoyed the 10th of May. Well, have we? And we've... I think we've endured <laughs> yes. the 10th of May. <laughs> we've spent it together. It's been enjoyable. That's what we're going to tell everyone, yes. <laughs> Um, you endured it because you were tied up in that rubber... No, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that rubber thing was good. Sorry, anyway. Um, before we go any further, I think we should make reference to the fact that we've made reference to something on previous shows and it hasn't been possible. What's this? <laughs> we've told everyone we have an email address. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we, this... we may have misled you, dearest listeners. Um, and apologies for that, but our email address recently went live, which does make me think that for any of the times in the first four podcasts that we mentioned we had an email address, you could have tried to email us and had it bounce back to you and uh, thought there was something wrong with your email service <laughs> provider. No, 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 that was us. <laughs> it was our lack of ability. Uh, not even lack of ability, but almost just apathy just towards apathy doing towards... it. Doing good things that we've been saying for weeks that we've done. Yeah. Um, but info... We now have a website email address. Info at wgni.co.uk. You can genuinely contact us on now. If you're affected by any of the issues we've raised in anything we've ever said, call us on that. If you want to say hello, email us on that. If you want to abuse us, email us on that. Can I ask if you've emailed us previous to this, having listened to one of our first four podcasts, please now... Send us that email again. <laughs> we'll if look it was particularly pressing, if it was a bit irrelevant and after no, you... send it, we want to hear it. Really? Irrelevant is good. Some email people may delete the sent messages after a while, though, and that could have mm. been a long time ago now. They might not be able to send exactly Try the same and recollect message. it. <laughs> Spend <laughs> if time you sent out an, your day. If you sent an email, it got bounced back, you're a bit annoyed, get that out of your system. Try and remember what it was you wanted to tell us and tell us again. That's what Nick's getting um, at. If you had done that, you can send us an email now. We'll mention you on the podcast. Unless there's more than about three or four of you, then we'll get bored. So. <laughs> um, what's the worst technical difficulty you've ever been affected by goodness me i mean i suppose other than sort of technical difficulties with transport and things um we all know i have a long history of getting on well with cars (laughs) you and cars i mean you know people do sort of ascribe certain sort of almost like personalities to things like cars and Mm. things like that and you know they might name them they say it always behaves like this you just have a general thing with all cars. You get in them, they break. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that bad. In fact, I think it's kind of all calmed down over the last couple of years. Uh, not over the last couple of years. Over the last couple of minutes you haven't had anything Well, I did a job recently that was a one-day job where you get a hire car. I wasn't even the person driving the hire car. I was the passenger. And we had to go down to Somerset. And on that journey, the onboard computer failed and wouldn't let us drive more than 50 miles an hour. We had to get the AA out. Oh, it's good to have an onboard computer because mm. that's high-tech and it breaks. You can't drive your car. 
Probably. Ever since cars had computers on, something else that can make them go wrong. I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I, I know you sort of probably compared to the amount you drive, you probably don't have that many <laughs> problems with cars. I have a breakdown every thirty thousand miles. every thirty thousand miles to you is every other week. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> some years that's true. <laughs> Oh, but uh, obviously I drive a heck of a lot less. What's the furthest you've ever driven in a short space of time? That Aberdeen uh, Yeah, drive. I drove from Wimbledon to Aberdeen in one day. Although it took me twelve, it took us 12 hours to get from Wimbledon to, Aber- Wimbledon to Aberdeen. I can't say the words. Um, <laughs> we did clearly stop emotional for, for We did stop for about at least an hour, and for about two hours of it, the other passenger in the car was driving. But for a good nine hours, solidly, I was driving. And I, it was about 560 miles. I relatively recently had to drive from Great Yarmouth to Ilfracombe in Devon, which was a seven-hour, 45-minute drive, I think. Yeah. And it was the genuine gutteredness of getting to the M25 and thinking, oh, I recognise this road well, round London. Satnav says four hours, ten minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I think... Um, I haven't driven massively long. I mean, before that was probably London to Newcastle or something like that. Mm. Before that. But I think in all the time I've known you, you've been a much less experienced driver than I have. Yeah, I've never enjoyed driving. It's one of those weird things. I enjoy being driven. Mm. I'm happy to have other people drive me around and act as my personal chauffeur, <laughs> bodyguard and slave. Yeah. But I genuinely How don't like How often does that happen? Do you I'm get... not saying it happens loads, but right. I'm happy to, for it to happen. <laughs> right. When it does happen, I smile. Is that just a general request? If you're out there and you want to make Nick happy, drive him around and be a slave? No, you can write in and offer to be my <laughs> slave and... If you if you had written in earlier wanting to be my slave, please do right. write Until in. you mentioned it on this programme, I doubt, I probably can't say 0% no, chance, but I doubt anyone wrote in offering to be your slave. I'm not saying it's incredibly but likely. now you've mentioned that it could happen, I've people put, are less likely. I've put the idea in people's heads, they're all going to want to hit me. What? <laughs> they're all going to want to complain. <laughs> to whom? Who would they complain to the about? Broadcasting us? Standards Authority. Are we bound by the Broadcasting Standards Authority? If we are, we're in a lot of bloody trouble. <laughs> I think we bloody well are. Because <laughs> bloody is one of the worst words you could say on podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't mentioned something, but in we have sort of alluded to the fact that um, in the things we did before the podcast, the radio shows, we used to. Um, do them from different locations, not just Golders Green, North London. Yeah. This, this particular podcast, number five, yeah. is from a whole brand new location. It's a location that's never had the equipment in it to record before, that no. now has the equipment in it to record. I, th- I have a feeling we did mention the area, didn't we? In, uh, oh, did we? No. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, We're going to mention it now. It's Wickford in Essex. We're in our brand new studio in Wickford in Essex, yeah. which I think... Previous studios we've recorded in were in Bolton, of course. Yeah, we had a one-off Bolton. programme from Cromer in Norfolk. But I think we're likely to do more in this location than any other, but not nearly as many as Golders Green. No, I think most of your podcasts now will either come from Golders Green or Wickford. Yep. There you go. I like the idea of doing one-off specials from different locations throughout the country. Absolutely, let's so do it. So we should have a, we've got no idea what we're going to say, road show. Let's try to... <laughs> Let's drive tomorrow to Aberdeen and do one. <laughs> You've done it before, you can yeah, do it again. It's easy. Not for two hours though, you need someone else to take over. No, for those sit two. down for an hour as well. 
How many different services did you stop at on that journey? Probably not loads, probably three or something. Yeah, it's not as exciting as I thought. No, sorry. What route was it from London to Aberdeen? Let me guess. Uh, I predi- Did you do M40 bored. or M1? <laughs> I don't, don't remember. remember. Try and remember. Don't worry. Uh, Clearly, no. I think we've lost any uh, listeners. Certainly, yeah. No, I really don't know. Vaguely interested. Care. No, fair enough. Is there anything that you associate with Aberdeen? All I can remember is people say it's a very grey city. It was a very grey city. We um, we spent uh, quite a bit of time up there in a theme park there, which I think was called Cadonus, I think. Right. Um, which didn't look like it was the greatest theme park I've ever been to. <laughs> um, there was a very beautiful girl who was a waitress in the hotel I was staying at. Did she's you actually, flirt with her? Yeah, she's on my Facebook now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny, if you're out there... Hi. Did anything, Hope you're listening. Did anything happen as a result of flirting with her? No, we just Jenny, stayed in touch. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, Jenny. You've avoided the trap that at least two women have fallen into in the past. Nick enjoys setting traps for women. He wants a chauffeur, a slave, and someone to fall into his trap. Yes. But no, no, she's genuinely a very lovely girl, and uh, I managed to keep in touch with her, so... It wasn't a completely wasted so journey was, to Aberdeen. There was a girl that you flirted with that you've managed to keep in touch with and are on relatively good terms with. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> Brilliant. <clears throat> That's not the girl I'm flirting with, but then still wanting to talk to me afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go down that road. No, it's a dirty road. Yeah, it's it's a, 560 miles long. It's a no-through road. It's right? a no-through road. <laughs> I don't quite understand the analogy, but it's right. It's, a, it's Swindon Ring Road. <laughs> Yeah, I never realised that Swindon Ring Road was also a London, no-through road. Swindon, Aberdeen, that's the route I went. <laughs> that's People why it took say, 11 hours. People say I went the wrong way to start with. <laughs> I met someone once who told me he was dating a girl who lived in Liverpool. Yeah. He went to see her from London to Liverpool, clearly yeah. a bit mad to start yeah. a relationship that long distance, yeah. but maybe some people could make yeah. it work. He said, it's a good job I had my sat-nav. Because when I was driving back, I suddenly realised I was in Carlisle. I was like, right, you're driving from Liverpool How? to London, you get to Carlisle that before you realise you've gone you wrong. do that. Well, that's what I would have thought. Even if you have no concept of the geography of the UK, there are signs. <laughs> but it was like when I was driving uh, with a couple of friends up the M6. We were actually on the M6 toll part. Yeah, yeah. And we... That, they were driving, they had their sat-nav on. I said I took over for a couple of hours, but we'd left the sat-nav in the glove compartment. And as we set off, they went, oh my God, you've got to... We were driving down the motorway. You've got to stop, we haven't put the sat-nav on. And I went, we're on the M6. <laughs> we were going up to Barrow in Furnace. I was like, there's a good two and a half hours of M6 still to go. I'm not going to get lost on it. That's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> what if you turn off? Oh, but you don't I need to for two hours. What if in half hour you accidentally turn you off? You won't miss the junction. No, I'll turn off at the one that says Barrow in <laughs> That's the one thing that annoys me about sat-navs, and I do it now as well. You follow a route on the sat-nav and you don't pay attention to where you're going at all. You're just completely governed by what that says. Yeah. And then if you turn it off and someone went, do that journey you've just done, you'd be like, um, no what? Help. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. So don't buy a sat-nav, just remember roots. But I thought there was an interesting thing about sat-navs, which I think is the best thing about them. Not the fact that they help you get to places, but that they reduce the number of arguments and like have probably helped relationships. Because I've been in the cars where like 
girls I've been dating at the time have been navigating and turn out to be unable to read maps. I know it's a bit of a cliche to say girls can't read maps, because there has been boys in there, not necessarily that I've been dating, uh, who can't read <laughs> You're maps. You're not ruling well. it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But um, <laughs> What? Shut up. Um, but basically, some people really can't read maps. And mm. if you can read a map, like I know both of us can, yeah. it's kind of hard to understand why someone can't read a map. I was it just going to say that to you. From realising that the British Isles is a certain shape, hmm. realising that there are roads in the British Isles yeah. that go from one place to another, and being relatively, I would say, confident at reading maps myself, I don't understand how someone can look at a map and go, oh, I don't know what to do, I don't I'm understand. I've with people who just can't fathom out what a map is, and you're like... It's not difficult. It's like a big picture taken from the air. (laughs) But anyway, so, but you do, and I remember one specific example, driving through South London with an A to Z. My my then girlfriend was navigating with an A to Z. Hmm. And I said, where are we? And I pulled the car. And she kept saying, oh, it's just coming up here on the the left. You'll have this road. And we'd get there. And it obviously wasn't that road. And she was like, oh, it must be like the second on the right then. And you know, you just, you've sort of got to the point where you're thinking, she really doesn't know where she is. (laughs) So I pulled over and I was like, where do you think we are? So she showed me, and I'm just completely making up a number now, but she showed me like page 34 and she pointed. I went into the garage just round the corner and she showed me, and we were five pages away. (laughs) Quite often in the A to Z, you turn over the page, you've you've carried on the journey. We were five pages away. Oh my God. That wasn't even the same area of London you thought we were in. I remember doing one of these one day jobs for an unnameable company that I won't name a few years ago and uh, knowing it was to Bristol. And heading down the M4, because knowing you how to get, those of you that know how to get to Bristol, M4, M5 from yep. London. So, you so down the M4, and she went, it's junction 17 off of the M4. I was like, right, this is the first time I'd driven to Bristol on these yep. sort of jobs. Get there, and she went, here we are. And I was like, this is Sirencester. Um, we haven't really gone that far, far past Bath yet, and we're like about 30 miles from Bristol. The job's definitely Bristol. She went, well, this is the right junction. And I was like, right. Pulled off, and about a minute later, she was like, oh, no, no, sorry. Maybe it's the junction back the other way. I went, back towards London. She went, yeah, yeah. I went, are you sure? And admittedly, I wasn't as experienced as I am now. I probably should have said, let me look at the map. (laughs) She went, no, no, it was the junction before. I'm really sorry. I was like, right. Went back on the M4, back towards London for a junction. And she went, oh, it was junction 17 off the M5, not the M4. I was like, right, and then we were about 40 minutes late because of all this messing around on the motorway. There was a ridiculous one where I was just driving around Porth Call and uh, she said, it's definitely down this road. I went, this doesn't look like the country lane you're describing to me. She was like, no, I was like, this is a dual carriageway. She went, went, the road's just turned into this country lane. I went, it hasn't, it's a massive dual carriageway. It's not going to suddenly turn into a country lane. And she showed me the map and I went, you realise that's going in a different direction? She went, well, no, I had to turn over the page. I was like, yeah, it's going in a different direction. The road would have carried on the... Speaking of going in a different direction... It annoys me. What's the first thing that comes into your head now? Different directions. (laughs) Cornflakes. 
Right. Cornflakes. You know what I always think about cornflakes? What? They're probably the most obvious cereal. If ever I'm in a supermarket and think I'm going to buy a cereal, I would never, ever buy cornflakes, because they're just really bland. Yeah, I very rarely buy them, and if I had them, I'd put some raisins in or something. But, like, crunchy nut cornflakes so much better. Always. Why does anyone buy original cornflakes anymore? Mm. Unless you want to make those cakes where you drop them in melted chocolate. Yeah. I wonder if they'd be better if you used crunchy nut cornflakes. I've never tried that. Let's do it. Anyone out there that might have tried that, email in at the the brand newly active address. The the address that works. (laughs) Um, I've I've done something a bit crazy with the whole breakfast thing now. What have you done? Started eating muesli. Oh. Sorry. You promised. I know. (laughs) That I'd start eating music. <laughs> You've backed up your promise. Well done. Um, um, why weird, is this I such a? It. I don't know a lot about your breakfasting habits, really. It's except crazy. I know you quite like to have eggs in the eggs, morning. It's all cereals and eggs, but I mean, it's always been a Weetabix, Rice Krispie, cornflakes, crunching at cornflakes. How long have you been doing this muesli thing? Six months. How have you found anything Loving it. any different? Better. Really? Tastier. Do you feel better? No. <laughs> is your life better? No. Does muesli cost more than any of the other? I cry more in a darkened <laughs> room. Maybe I should give up the muesli. Yeah, because that's what's causing it. If I went to sort of a, a, the, the somewhere like the Pennines or something mm. and rattled the boxes of muesli quite loudly, yeah, would the hills be alive with, alive with the sound of music? Muesli? Oh my god! <laughs> If you're going to do a terrible pun about muesli and music and oh my God, the name of so popular films, wrong. musicals about music in the title, don't horrendously cock it up. It's like I cocked that up and tried to correct myself and cocked it right. up more. It's now 20 past 12. Nick would have been in bed by now. That's the only excuse I can give the for The hills that. are alive with the sound of muesli. I think anybody listening to before <laughs> realised what it should have been a long time ago. If you didn't, seek help. The oh. hills are alive with the sound of Nick's beating heart. Beating furiously <laughs> been ripped fast. ripped out and killed. For you. It's been ripped out and then killed uh, for you doing terrible gags. You I were doing quite like, well until I don't then. feel like I'm particularly tired. I don't feel like I'm drunk. I don't feel like I'm just in you a You have had mood. alcohol, though, haven't yeah, you? Not a lot. Yeah. I've been a nice cup of tea now. Mint tea. <laughs> uh, hills are alive with the sound of mint tea. <laughs> so, I think that's been a roaring success. A definite roaring success. Mm. Speaking I won't of, do that gag again. Speaking of roaring success, that's just made me want to think about lions. Mm, what about them? When you think about chocolates, nobody ever talks about lion bars anymore. I used to love the lion bar adverts. And were they named with that, lion bars? With that lion doing a massive growl and then it turned into the bar breaking. Do you think that's why they were named lion bars? That someone broke it and it made them think of a lion doing a big growl? Possibly, or maybe someone marketing it said, what animal's quite cool? Lions. Yeah. Well, I kind of think that's probably about as possible. <laughs> yeah, totally. I once uh, was at Longleat, where there been are there. lions, and you can drive through that safari bit, can't you? And we Ooh. did that, and we thought, oh, the lions will probably be miles away. And one walks right by the car, right by the window. I was in the passenger seat, the guy driving absolutely shat himself. He was like, massive 
killing cat lion death. Ah! You did realise he was at Longley. <laughs> yeah. He took a wrong turn. So many people massacred. He was massacred. trying to get from London to Aberdeen. And he ended the, up in Longley. In the Somerset countryside. Yeah. Uh, I passed Longley quite recently when I went to Yeovil. That must have been painful for you. <laughs> I meant as in, in a, on a road, not as in as a sort Through of... Through your penis. Right, uh, dear listeners, it's nearly time for us to finish. I'm going to leave the loveliest Nick Murphy to sum up. Let's end on the word penis, but let's not, because just to say thank you for listening to podcast number five, Ben Simmons and Nick Murphy, goodbye.